When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. I am your host, Justin. I'm your guest host, Ian Wood. I'm your other guest, Brandon. (laughs) This podcast was created to provide you, our heroes, with new and reusable material for both players and DMs. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. Our show may not be suitable for for young children, but neither is our D&D games. (laughs) He's right. So... So thanks for joining us today here at the Crit Academy Studios, where everything's made up and your rolls don't matter. Yep, that's right. Your rolls are like trying to light black powder during a rainstorm. That don't work. I can't imagine that's very effective at all. Each episode, we will draw one lucky subscriber's name, and we will win the five-star adventure, Banquet of the Damned, compliments of Goblinstone. Goblinstone is a community project for D&D fans based out of the UK. They aim to be a place where you can team up with the... with the... What is that big word there? Professionals. Pro, 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 what? Professionals? Pro wrestlers? What? To, to, uh, turn your ideas into, uh, high quality products and give every fan. Why would you give a fan? Aren't those just made to give a breeze? Why would you give your fan a chance to get published? Are you shitting me? <laughs> I don't get it. Be sure to head over ways onto uh, goblinstonethere.com or be sure to check out our fellowship link, like, link, in like a chain? Or yeah, that, yeah, it's gotta be one of them chain-like fences you're talking about. Or maybe that elf feller from those Legend of Zelda games. <laughs> I thought that guy's name was Zelda. No, no, I thought the woman's name was Zelda. <laughs> that can't be right. Uh, That's uh, a masculine name right there. I think it's talking about one of those URL things with the dot .com. But I'm pretty sure a URL is something you piss in. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Well, I think we can go over and pitch our way over to www.greatacademy.com. Who's this wiener feller? (laughs) Uh, Wiener? That makes more sense than wiener. Looks like his name is John Haynes. John Dot Haynes, you want to be precise here? Or, oh. is it, or, or is it John Period Haynes? I can't tell which. Is that his middle name? <laughs> Where in Sam Hill's that music coming from? <laughs> Fucking sorcery. It's a witch burner. Wait. But we only know she's a witch if she weighs as much as a duck. Wasn't that a duck? I'm pretty sure it's a duck. Or is it a chicken? <laughs> I don't remember there, Phil. We'll have to figure it out. Congratulations to John Haynes. You are this week's winner of Goblin Stone. If you enjoy your adventure, please send us an email, let us know, or head on over to Goblin Stone and, or the DMs Guild and, and let them know. Give them a rating. They deserve a five star. 
because that's what everyone else has given them. So you should do. <laughs> uh, we got some really great stuff for you today. Sorry about the hillbilly thing. Um, not really. That I'm was not. hilarious. <laughs> um, we got a lot of good stuff for you. We got a very interesting question about the catapult spell today. We Our main topic will be class analysis. We will be discussing the barbarian path, the battle rager, as well as the other primal path stuff that comes out of the uh, Sword Coast Adventures book. Tedem Warrior! <laughs> we'll give you our analysis and what we think is what you can do with some of the unique features that come with it. Um, our Unearthed Tips and Tricks, we got some really good stuff for you this week. But before all that, we have In the Realm. Ian, what is going on in your realm? Work. Lots of work. Mm. Is there anything fun going on in your realm? Uh, but as usual, I'm gaming, playing some video games. Life as usual. <laughs> Any particular video games getting you hard? <laughs> Still playing Overwatch. Actually, there's some pretty good killstreaks going yesterday. Finally bumped up my, um, get the, uh, play rating, like, over 200 points, which is a pretty nice boost. Is that a big deal? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'll play. Well, stuck around, like, 11, 1200 for a while, so hitting 14,000 felt pretty nice. Oh, well, congratulations. 1400 felt pretty nice. <laughs> Who do you mean? Reaper, of course. Oh, okay. Is that a big deal? No, it's just that... I feel was, out of the loop. If he was a uh, Hanzo or Genji main, I would have disowned him forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, to be fair, if you know what you're doing with those guys, you can do work. <laughs> That's why no one likes them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool. I'll have to give that a shot. <laughs> I mean, it's not very high. I mean, it's still Bronze League, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, what's going on in your realm? <laughs> Quite a bit. Uh, let's see what, what, what's been going on. I've been going to the gym. Every day. For how many days? Because if it's like one day, that doesn't really count. Every day for a day. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? You gotta start somewhere. I've been trying to for the last week. This is the start of my second week. Congratulations. Doing that. Trying to get the fat off. You got a long way to go like me. Not nearly as much as me, but... I'm still a little chubster. But, uh... It's okay. Is that... He's found out that (laughs) my wife Jessica has not seen any Resident Evil movie beyond the first... That's sad. So we went to Disc Replay and bought all the movies. To the Disc Replay. Disc Replay. Also, <laughs> I, ex- I expect a sponsorship check for that. Also picked up uh, Titanfall 2. I've got Titanfall 2. I really like it. It's a good game. Yeah. It, I hate that it's not multiplayer split screen, though. Yeah, eh. that sucks. I mean, the multiplayer on mine is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I realize it's pretty much Call you know, of Duty Advanced Warfare with mechs. Well, that's really cool. We'll have to play some Titanfall. I haven't played it since I bought, got it for Christmas and cleared it. <laughs> Because I got it's one of those games I went into multiplayer and got wrecked. I'm like, well, this isn't fun. <laughs> so get good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not as good at shooters as I used to be. I used to be really. I remember this time we were playing Halo on one of the Valhalla map, and some was it Luke? It was Luke. He was already pissed off about something, and he hits this map and he hits this jump pad that launches him across the map, and I charge a Spartan can and hit him dead out of the air, and he literally went home. It was so bad. Do you remember that? Yeah, that, there was so much shit with that game. Especially Halo yeah. 2 was the biggest one for all of us. Yeah. Like, I remember... I haven't been good at shooters since then, though. There, there was things with us. There was one time I was sniping on Blood Gulch. Outpost Alpha number one. And I was zoomed in, and of course when you zoom in, all of your peripheral vision is gone. The moment I zoomed out, there was a rocket in my face from you across the map. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I was playing some Halo with... With a friend, like Gulch, of course, and I was on top of like the canyon, which is a good sniping mm-hmm. spot. 
I remember I was looking through the scope. Looking, looking, looking. Guys, turn me with a sniper rifle. Looking, looking. Wait a second. Bang, bang! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, and I got th- two, three or four chairs down. I heard, no! I was uh, pressing fire! <laughs> the last time that I remember where I really almost died laughing playing that game is we were playing with Anthony and Troy. And Troy died, and then spawned. Got blown up with the tank. Died again. Spawned. Literally got blown up again. And then the fourth time, he spawned in front of the moving tank and got ran over. I had What made made that funny was Troy was being pissed off about it. He's like, get out of the fucking tank. He's like, fine. And he respawned just as he was getting out and got (laughs) ran over. He's like, what the fuck? It's like, I was getting out. I was pushing the button. See? (laughs) That was funny. What about you? I actually had something really, I really wanted to talk about. And I'll be honest, I already forgot. Where the go, Justin? So I I saw a joke today that I want to share with you guys. Where do you harvest celestial grapes? Off divine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Is that not glorious or what? Gloriously bad. (laughs) I know, it's from the the, the the goblin guy. It's hilarious. Why do no Norway Navy ships have barcodes on the side of the hull? Why? So that when they return the port, they can scan the Navy in. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. That's cheesy. Uh, um, so, in my life, um, I've been really, really busy with the, the stuff for the show. Um, my birthday is in a week, so that's exciting. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm getting old. You're not actually getting older. No, you're leveling up. That was pretty good. I like that. That was pretty good. I Spend your points wisely. You can't take them back. Unfortunately, you put it... Watch him put them all, all in gut. Yeah. So, <laughs> Vacation Bible School is coming up. So, I'm excited about that. We're doing something called Cave Quest. So, you can imagine why I'm excited. Um, and that's took a lot of work. I spent We spent about three hours decorating today after church. So. Is that why all the cave shit's missing from your garage? Yes. Did you notice? <laughs> is that why you're covering glitter? No, nope, my face is covered in glitter because I'm sparkly. Um, yes, no. I'm. Did you notice how much cleaner the garage was? Yeah, I it's because all like, that garbage hey, is gone. They finally took that shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's been sitting in there for like a year, ready to go for the VBS. So I'm glad that's out. I totally. She's not allowed to bring. I'm not volunteering my barn for storage this year, so somebody else can do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that, though. I'm sure I'll end up storing that crap anyway because nobody else will. So yeah. What so, I like about those decorations, though, is they look dangerous. And yeah. they're, they're not. Yeah, they're very cool. Um, some pa- some paper and spray foam wrapped around some two-liter bottles, and poof, you got a stalactite. I need to get into that. I've seen people making really good cosplay props with the spray foam. So that is it for In the Realm. You know, we always talk about different sources of inspiration. And thanks to our partnership with Audible, you can head on over to audibletrial.com slash Academy. And you can download a free audio book for inspiration for your next D&D adventure. And Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for all of your mobile devices. 180,000. If you're too lazy to type that in, just go to our website and there's a link right there. Well, if they're too lazy to type that in. Well, they all have to do is type in crit because I know you've all been there already. So it's going (laughs) to autofill and save you some work. Ain't that right, fellas? Moving on to Let's Talk About Blank. We have a question from the Facebook group from Joshua F. Fafa. Fafa. There's only one F, dude. Whatever. It's still funny. It says, quick question. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I'm looking at the first level spell catapult. It says that a creature must make a dexterity save, or the object strikes the target and stops moving. Then it says, in either case, the creature and the object takes damage. My question is, why make a dexterity saving throw if it does damage anyway? Anyone got any insight? Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. You just turned our viewer into a redneck. Good job. <laughs> what do you gotta do to see you know, the catapult that shoots the thing and then when he dodges out of the way and it lands behind you, right? What if he hits a hill and comes rolling back and crushes your leg and then you're sitting there going, oh shit. Alright, I snapped my leg in half. <laughs> now what's gonna happen? Um, I actually think, <laughs> Joshua, I actually think you're misunderstanding uh, what it's saying. Choose oh. one object weighing one to five pounds within range that isn't being worn or carried. Does the- that include babies? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, you blew up a moon! I blew up a moon! Uh, anyway. The object flies in a straight line for up to 90 feet in a direction you choose before falling to the ground, stopping early if it impacts against a solid object. Then why the heck is the range of the spell 150 feet? <laughs> <laughs> if the object would, would strike a creature, that creature makes a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the object strikes the target and stops moving. In either case, both the object and the creature or solid surface takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage. So here's what I think. If the creature dodges out of the way, anything that the object ends up striking because it missed the person takes damage. So let's say Ian dodges out of the way. And it, me instead. And, and it, well, I wouldn't say you. Maybe. It could, I suppose. I think I would rule it that it could. You would have to make a save, too, if you were standing in line. Because that would make sense. He, Ian moves out of the way. You're right behind him. But um, the, the the point is is that if Ian dodges out of the way and it hits a door, it's going to do that 3d8 bludgeoning damage to the door. Because if I remember right, the... Doors and other solid objects do have an HP status block. Yes, they do. Okay. I think it's the part that's that thing. Him off is the in either case part. Yeah, in either case. Read it again from that part. In either case, both the object and the creature or solid surface take 3d8 bludgeoning. Creature or solid or surface. Or solid surface. I think that's... Yeah. Creature. I mean, I can see so how that, it... So I see, that's the damage. If it hits but, uh, the person, it's going to be 3d8. If it doesn't hit the person, whatever it ends up hitting is still going to be It'll 3d8. Be 3D8. That's the way I take that. Right. Uh, yeah. Because it's not like save or half damage. It says it either does 3d8 or it doesn't. But it's still going to hit an object. So that object is still going to take damage. Because you're throwing... If I chuck a table across the room at you, if you move out of the way, that table is still going to impact something. <laughs> and I think this is one of the very few rules that actually explicitly calls out what happens when it does miss. You know what I mean? Other than the traditional save and take half damage. Um, yeah. So that's what I that's that's what I would think. What do you guys think? Well, another good question though is, if the object that is thrown with the catapult is on fire, and it hits somebody, would it do additional fire damage? I think then you would leave that to the call of the DM. I always do additional fire damage. It might only be one damage, but it's always a little bit extra. Woohoo! Because I like to record the or uh, reward the. Hey, I'm going to light this uh, cup on fire before I launch it through with my sling. You know what I mean? 
I mean, like the alcohol inside this dump on fire and chuck that across the room. <laughs> nice. That would get more than one damage. I'd probably get one D4 plus burn everything the fuck down. <laughs> bourbon toe? I'll give you fucking bourbon toe. <laughs> um, of course, the creative bourbon toe says that the alcohol content's not high enough to burn. It is now! Well, he's not here to defend himself, so, you know. <laughs> wow, that's obnoxiously loud. <laughs> yeah, you about broke my eardrum. Um, so... That is our response. Um, we hope this question helped you. If it didn't, please feel free to contact X Raven. What is your What is your email? You're a bitch. What's your email? <laughs> my Tumblr for my safe for work art is X Raven Star X. Send it to that guy. Send all your complaints to that 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 Tumblr. <laughs> and if he thinks it's worth my time, actually, I think I think RJ last week or a couple weeks ago i had it best right um if you really want me to hear your complaint send me money (laughs) twenty dollars and i'll reach your complaint uh no if you really do have any concerns we hope we answer your question if not please let us know if you're a listener and you disagree then send that to this tumblr (laughs) or you can go to my tumblr and you can commission me to draw up your characters i'm cheap i'm i'm a whore just please (laughs) he'll take anything He'll give anything. Just He'll sure even talk not, dirty. Just be sure to not uh, get something in the process. Instead of money, can I mail you chicken wings? Yeah, sure. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What flavor? Buffalo? Nope, not going to work. Why? All right, that is it for... Uh, it's not about you. It's all about me, man. Uh, that does it for... Uh, let's talk about Blink. <laughs> On to our main topic. Class. Analysis. Analysis. Anal. <laughs> Analysis. <laughs> it does say anal in it, so he's not wrong, I suppose. <laughs> um, so today's today we're going to be talking about a path in the. Shoot, you can't spell assassin without assassin sin. All of which I'm a fan of. Um, you're so, talking about vacation Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know the first thing I do when I get to church is I ask for forgiveness. Yeah. So I'm straight before you walk those doors. Please forgive me, God. <laughs> Well, you know what it is? I picked the right religion. I picked the one where I can do a bunch of horrible shit, apologize for it later, and get in for free. So, <laughs> Oh, God. That's not how it's Don't ask him. Um, uh, I swear I do go to church. Okay, so um, today we're discussing the Battle Rager. Now, I don't know if I'm saving this right, but in Dwarvish it's known as Kuldrach. Does that sound right? Not enough phlegm. Not enough flame? Kuldrach. Well, there's an R there. Cool dark. The J is probably an H sound. Cold dark. Or a Y. That's Scandinavian. It is Scandinavian. Cold yark. Cold yark. Cold yark. Cold yark. Cold yark. Cold yark. Then we're going to go with that one. Cold yark. So it's also known as cold yark in Dwarvish, which literally means axe idiot, <laughs> which I think is glorious. Um, so if you don't know what the Battle Rager is, you know, they're followers of, uh, uh, like war gods, right? That's kind of their 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 thing. They they want to kill people, apparently. But they specialize in wearing really heavy, spiky armor. <laughs> you know, they got spikes on themselves, so a hug from them is probably not too comfortable, I'd imagine. Which means they're quite popular at metal concerts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, currently in the the Faerun world, actually, this is actually uh, does have a race restriction. Which I don't think there's too many of those. Is there any other ones? The the Blade Singer, right? That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> yeah. So there's not. I mean, that it has it has it because it's kind of a 
it's a very niche group of people um, that is part of the dwarven society. So um, in the D- in this setting, yes, it's dwarves only, but there's no reason why you can't ask the DM to... To know why it's dwarf only? Because we're dwarves! We like to access! We want access on everything! Including our armor! Um, you're right. So, um, and you have to be a real idiot to want to just manually man-grab all your enemies. Access! There you go. Of course, that means, you know, just like every other, uh, uh, class option, you... It really picks up at level 3. This is where you start to distinguish yourself from all the other barbarians. When you choose the Battle Rager at 3rd uh, level, when you choose this path, um, you automatically get the ability to use Spiked Armor, and we will... Uh, the, so, the Spiked Armor. So I would hope that your, your DM would give you this armor once uh, you got it. So if you don't know what the Spiked Armor is, um, it goes for 75 gold pieces. It has an 18... Has an AC of 14 plus your dexterity modifier with a max of two, so up to 16. That's not that's not bad at all. Um, it does have disadvantage on stealth and it does weigh 85 effing pounds, but does advantage. Dwarfs don't use stealth. <laughs> we announce ourselves before our enemies and slay them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need stealth, huh? Um, so the spiked armor is a very rare type of you know medium armor um, made by the dwarves, and it consists mostly of uh, leather and leggings covered in spikes that are you hopefully made of steel. I mean, I don't know what else you're going to make. Maybe make them out of rock, maybe, I guess. I don't know. That'd be interesting. They made out of axes. <laughs> made out of other axes? I can just see that. You can call, call him uh, Axe Man. He's an Axe Man. Wait, that's a different song. Well, well and Dwarves is apparently called an Axe Idiot, so... <laughs> now that you know what spiked armor is, while you're wearing the spiked armor and you're raging, you can then use a, a bonus action to, to make a, a, a melee weapon attack. With your spiked armor against a target that's within five feet of you. Body slam! That's what I'm envisioning, right? Just, you know, cross body slam. Uh, If the attack hits, the spiked armor deals 1d4 piercing um, damage. Um, You can then use your strength modifier for the attack and damage rolls. So you would add, it'd be 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Uh, Additionally, when you use a bonus attack to grapple a target, the target takes three piercing damage. Um, if you succeed, succeed on your grapple, that's, that's awesome. May not be a whole lot, but that's better than nothing on a grapple, right? Yep. I mean, that's a bear hug of from hell right there, right? What, what, what could you guys imagine doing this with this once you've got this armor? R- running through a crowd of bad guys. <laughs> it goes the pain train, baby! Whoa, whoa! <laughs> that's actually a really good idea. What was it? Uh, we talked about the combat, the, the, the combat option. What was it? Uh, um, overrun. Right? If you overrun something. So I, as a DM, if you said you wanted to overrun through a group, and you were wearing this, I would probably, if I would have you make a, uh, when you succeed through every overrun, I would probably let you do the three damage to each one. That would be awesome. Or, or, if, if there's a, uh, a caravan that's, that's getting away from you, and you gotta catch it, you can have your teammates throw you, and you can stick to the side of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like Velcro. <laughs> that would be easy travel, though. We little dwarfs have short legs, so I just jump on the side of it and, k- and cling to it. <laughs> like, uh, what was his name from uh, Wee Man from uh, Jackass? He did that. He goes, and he just sticks to Velcro. Do you know why dwarfs use axes? I mean, you have your swords, you have your, all your cup-ups from the earth, like parrots, parries, thrusts. But with axes, you only need to know two techniques. Chop and chop harder. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. So, I got them in skull kickers. Yeah, I can really see. I can see this being pretty cool right off the bat. A lot of unique stuff. You know what I mean? I would use it just to hang shit. You know, you always got to carry stuff. I just get a bunch of satchels and start hanging them from my spikes. <laughs> Become a pack mule. <laughs> I was thinking if you were going through a place with lots of heat, like if there's molten lava hanging around, you can have your teammates put marshmallows on the spikes. Marshmallows? We put steak on those spikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stay puff marshmallow dwarf. Oh, my gosh. You guys are hilarious. All right. So, um... At level 6, you gain Reckless Abandon. When you use Reckless Attack and are raging, you gain temporary hit points equal to your Constitution modifier. They disappear when your rage ends, though. So that's pretty cool. I mean, every time you use Reckless Attack, and let's face it, if you're a barbarian, you better be using Reckless Attack. (laughs) Charge! So how how would that work? If if you gain, let's say your Com modifier is 3, and you're at 6 HP... And you drop down to three, and your rage ends, and you drop down to zero? No, no, no. Would that happen? No, because no. you burn through your temporary hit points first, then it goes to your HP. Then it goes to your HP. I'm retarded. I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Continuing. Don't you agree with me, you fuck. <laughs> um, so this is really cool because, to me, this is kind of your character's getting a little bit of motivation when he's in combat and he's really able to steal his steal his resolve and if he's the axe idiot he's gonna be like start like like freaking tarzan like banging his chest type stuff Dwarven rage! that's the one Ow. so that that that's that's a pretty cool ability for your next ability we got battle ranger charge at level 10 you can dash as a bonus action when you're raging see now i'm gonna go back to the overrun example because that's really cool if you can dash as a bonus action though you can plow through so many more stuff. Like, I can just see you turn your body into a fucking steamroller. And just, charge And just smashing into people, pushing them out of the way. You don't even need a weapon. Here comes the pain train! I mean, you can... Try and run into a lake and hope that you get some fish. <laughs> uh, spear fishing? Spiked armor fishing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, I'll be right back, guys. You're hungry? I got you. And just run full force and launch yourself into a lake and just come out with fish sticking to you. <laughs> you always have your teammates throw enemies into you. Oh, that's a good one. I would. To- that would. That's awesome. I would totally allow that if they use the shove action or uh, they forced move somebody in uh, right alongside you, saying that they wanted to do that. I'd allow that. It's a static damage, and it's not a whole lot, so... I'm coming to Nexus! Throw them, them at me! <laughs> <laughs> like, he can take on, like, the superhero pose and just, I got this, guys. Just throw him this direction, and just let him run into you. Man, I would see a character being stupid and just, like, holding out my hands and just spinning, like, tar- like the Tasmanian devil through enemies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what suck about that is if he's standing next to a door, and someone slams that shit open, and now he's stuck to the door. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Anytime you can you can move faster and close gaps, it's pretty good. And actually, I think this ability works really well if you like go with the grappler build. So one of the biggest problems with grappling is it reduces your movement by half. So this you can kind of compensate for that. Well, I, I mean, like if you're, you're dragging dudes around, that makes sense. <laughs> I know, right? And that might be the reason why you get that feature. Oh, he's a guy you're grappling in the battering ram. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, if you, like, could you use your gauntlets to climb up the side of a wooden building? 
That would be really fun. Like, yeah, I'm going to climb up that wall. Um, you don't have no rope. I don't need no stinking rope. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's really cool. The um, battle rager charge. Spiked retribution at 14th level. When a creature within five feet of you hits you with a melee attack, the attacker takes three piercing damage if you are raging, aren't incapacitated, and are wearing spiked armor. Not incapacitated? Yeah, you gotta I, be I, able I to move. I don't... I don't know, because, I mean, if you're laying on the ground and you got spiked armor and someone kicks you, you'd think that might hurt. <laughs> 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 you piece of shit! <laughs> ah! 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 In Dwarven Mountain! You don't hit armor! Armor hits you! <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? You guys play uh, Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time, right? The big Gorons? Yeah, from a while ago. Yeah, the, the Gorons. Can you imagine them being full spiked armor rolling down a hill chasing after you? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is really cool. Yeah, I, I would actually agree. I don't. It says if you aren't incapacitated, but anybody that kicks you when... I mean, I would think they would be careful, I guess, but... Um, so this is really cool. This is a... Um, when you're the, the it, let's go back to the grappling, because that seems to be where it, it, its focus is, is once you've got these enemies grappled, you know, they have, you know, you, 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 you've got them, and they're going to be attacking you a lot, so you might as well bring the pain train, so to speak, like you were saying earlier, because now they're going to suffer every time they strike you. Especially if you start pinning them to the ground, which is what I generally do with my is grapples. Spike Retribution a passive ability? Yeah. Yeah. It just happens, as long as you're not incapacitated and you're raging. And once again, to me, that's awesome because that shows, and that shows that um, those spikes aren't just for show; they're there to f stuff up. And let's face it: if you're a barbarian and you're not raging, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense now. The are not incapacitated because if you're conscious and awake, and someone goes attack you, you can move. And just yourself properly. Yes, I think that's the the yeah. point. Yeah, if you're on the ground, you, they can just be like, "Okay, there's a spike yeah. there." Spike but I could I could see an I could see an argument made for both though, especially if somebody's angry. You know, how many people have kicked and stubbed their toe on something when they're pissed off? You know, <laughs> you're not really thinking about, well, I got to hit over here because it's softer. You just kick it and like f it. You know, um, so yeah, that to me is actually really cool. Like I said, I like to play the grappler builds. So to me, this is awesome. But this would be a great ability for uh, a sword and board build, oh, right? Yeah. Because the the sword the, the high AC will help reduce the chance to get hit and they'll be punished every time they strike you. Of course, then they may not want to strike you at all. Um, and actually, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but I've made I've allowed a player to have a spike shield, which deals one d four when they when they use a bonus action to attack with it because they had the shield uh, or I think they had the tavern brawler feat is what it was, which let them use things as improvised weapons. So I traded the shield as an improvised weapon, but. Um, I can really see this being uh, pretty useful, an entire defensive build around it, or I, ta- I would do a Tasmanian Devil build, man, just spinning in circles wildly, charging after people. That would be a lot of fun. And grappling. And then afterwards, you should do a, I don't know what kind of save it would be, but do this kind of save to see if you're disoriented or not from spinning. Maybe Get confused from spinning in circles? Constitution check. Or constitution stop you from throwing up, too. Yeah, because you fail and you're sitting there going, Ugh. Yeah, definitely. I think a, a constitution to that would uh, check would be really cool. But that could be that would be. I think that'd be a really fun concept. Just spinning in circles. <laughs> um, that doesn't make sense. Your guy would get sick. Um, that's what the con saves for, I guess. Um, 
So that's actually it for the, the Battle Rager. Those are the unique features unique to the Battle Rager. I do think that uh, it's worth noting that a lot of these things, we've given you a few examples, but there's got it. There's an, any number of ways you can think to really get the most out of these things um, and give them a shot. I think it's a, a, a really fun, and this to me would be the perfect for the big barbarian idiot where he's just running around smashing into people cluelessly like a freight drain. And, you know, knocking them to the ground, pushing them into walls, giving them big hugs and carrying them with them. Oh, man, that would be a funny concept, right? Just hug, <laughs> hug and love. Come give, come give Big Buffy a hug. <laughs> he loves everybody. And that's, they turned him into a weapon by just giving him spiked armor. <laughs> um, Here, Burpian, he's an axe. My armor really has axes. Why the heck would you give me more? <laughs> <laughs> So, in addition to the Battle Rager, the Sword Coast actually also has the Path of the Totem Warrior. So, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Now, up front, the Path of the Totem Warrior is already available in the main handbook. That just gives yep. you more options. It gives you additional options. And honestly, some of them are kind of a letdown because they're just reflavorings, which anybody can do. You don't need a book to tell you how to do that. So, I was let down by a few of them. But I do like some of the stuff that they came up with. So... At third level, you get to choose, uh, when you choose your spirit totem animal, um, you have some additional options now. Basically, what it does is it allows you to reflavor the black, what's called the black lion, which is essentially the spirit of the tiger. You pick it, you just say you're following the black lion. Um, the black raven, which is just the eagle. The blue bear, which is just, imagine that, the bear. Uh, the gray wolf, which is the wolf. Now, this one's pretty cool. The great worm gives you the same, you get the same, you just use the wolf benefits, but your, your, totem creature is a worm um and then the griffin which is the eagle which is pretty cool and then the red tiger which is the tiger now the coolest thing about this is because they give you these um when you are picking your spirits it's important to remember that your character takes on minor attributes of those creatures so if it's a wolf you might grow fangs if it's a lion you might grow a mane you know So that's why I thought the purple worm was interesting, because what appendage would get longer to represent the giant purple worm? Your skin? That's not the appendage I was thinking of. <laughs> but, <laughs> you grow, grow additional skin to become flabby, you get caught in the wind, you fly away. <laughs> <laughs> now, the great worm is, is probably a big beast, I imagine. But um, So, I don't know. I, just, I thought that's fun, and I think you could do a lot with that. I imagine... I really, I like players who take a lot of effort into giving their characters um, flavor. And this kind of tells you to do that. But you don't always have to be told. Think about things that you don't like. I can imagine for, you know, the the griffin, right? You might have, like, talon, like, eagle talons on your toes, on your feet, like the arakoa, right? And then you might have, like, a lion's mane, right? Wait, griffin's a lion, right? Lion-eagle hybrid, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's really interesting is the the new ones that they brought. So you have the Sky Pony, um, which actually, this is a combination of two things. So the Eagle, with specifically taking the aspect of the Elk during the aspect of the Beast Choice, which is one of the new options. And then you have the Thunder Beast, which is the bear with the tighter totem attunement, which is also one of the new ones. And then you have the Tree Ghost, which is the bear with the speak with plants in place of their normal rituals for the uh, Spirit Seeker feature so those actually bring some a little bit of variation into it which is pretty cool hey grass anybody pass through here yeah you're your dick <laughs> shut up <laughs> so how are you guys doing today i'm not doing good i just watched one of you assholes cut my brother down for wood and fire <laughs> you burn us <laughs> and you and, and you you 
trample my relatives left and right as you walk through the forest. <laughs> Dude, he has grabbed an apple for my brother. Damn it, how much that hurts. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speak with plants and you're next to a cabin and you just hear screaming. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but it's already dead. It's brand new. Okay. <laughs> so you know, uh, in addition to the uh, other animals that you get, there are a few new ones that it kind of comes with. Yeah, I don't know. one of them we got is the elk. While raging and not wearing armor, your speed becomes extraordinarily swift and increases by fifteen feet. That adds up pretty fast. Yeah, it does. That's, that's a, awesome. That's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. half your normal movement. You do become pretty swift. If you combine that with like the um like the mobile feet or something like that. Oh my gosh. That's huge. And next we have the tiger spirit. And with the tigers, when raging, the tiger prowess increases your power to leap. You add ten more feet to your lung jump and three more feet to your vertical jump. Yeah, to me that's not that exciting. What do you guys think? Well, when you're cliff jumping, that extra 10 feet just might make the difference between you gripping to the side and, well, uh, Wiley Coyote making the court. (laughs) 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 That's right. Um, yeah, you know, if you've got, you know, a lot of situations, and you know, the different settings, this could be a a big deal, right? You know, you you mentioned that extra 10 feet, there's lots of pit traps in dungeons, there's lots of walking the beams and scrolling the side and being able to jump an extra 10 feet that's pretty that's actually pretty far and it does say long jump jump so that means like running start and all that jazz yeah which is too bad because it lets you do it short jump i can see like a grappling like a flying enemies just leaping from enemy to enemy. <laughs> <laughs> grabbing them is there... <laughs> that's really cool um the three feet high is actually kind of high actually if you think about it um it's like a child child height yeah, but that can add to a lot. That'd be really good if you for like scaling buildings too. Just jump, just jump. Parkour Park barbarian. Oh, dude, there's a concept. <laughs> How do you do up there? Parkour, parkour. I'm a parkour up there. I definitely can see this being used uh, often, especially once again in those dungeons where there's a lot of pit traps and a lot of slope traps and jumping over <laughs> and jumping over like halfling enemies or kobolds. It's jumping over small enemies. I would give it to him without, like, an op attack. I really would. If you could jump high enough, I'd say if you can at least clear, you know, six feet, which I think with this you could, I'd let you jump right over enemies. Yeah. Like, uh, do you, do you remember Jedi Academy, right? Yeah. Of course I remember Jedi Academy. Uh, <laughs> where you can jump and then you could like, it's, as you're leaping over behind them and swing your sword or your saber that and attack them. such a dick move. Yeah, but that, I could see your character doing something like that where you, you jump over top of them, you swing down, and you spin in the air and you land behind them. Just that seems all. awfully too graceful, probably, for a barbarian. But, man, that would be really cool to see. Drop them all, Tov. <laughs> that was one of my favorite abilities back when I could kill you in one shot. Then they changed it, and it wasn't as cool. So, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, those are some new uh, spirit animals you can pick. Uh, the next thing we have is the aspect of the beast. At level 6, you can. One of the additional options is elk. Your travel pace is doubled. Includes up to 10 companions as long as they are within 60 feet of you. Double time! That's pretty cool. It actually is. I really like, uh, I like to uh, time sensitive situations. Um, so in some of my adventures, this would be a real big deal. <laughs> I just ran a, a really good time sensitive one with the with uh, one of my groups. And surprisingly, they didn't have everyone devour the 
poisonous food and and start spitting up vomit monsters. So, ooh, yeah, that's out of uh, Goblin Stone's Banquet of the Damned, vomit monsters. <laughs> wow, that's almost as bad as like the poop monster from uh, that one Justice League movie. Which one? J- Justice League Dark. I don't think I've seen that. Oh shit! It's a shit demon. <laughs> Pretty much. When you said when you said uh, poop monster, yeah, I, was I was thinking, thinking dogma. Uh, dogma. Yeah, <laughs> dogma and uh, what was the game with the squirrel? <laughs> Conquers Bad Fur Day. Oh, There's God. a big shit monster. Oh, that's I the am one. The that's the one. That whole level sucked. <laughs> you mean it was crappy? <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't just do that. <laughs> <laughs> that whole level was shitty. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, I can see this being really cool. Once again, I think this is more of a. This this would depend on the type of campaign you're in. If you know your DM really likes to run time-sensitive stuff, this could be your leverage to really give you guys a little bit of buffer and safety zone. A survey was taken with uh, gamers, and the most hated gaming missions in any game are time missions. Are they really? Yes. I love time-sensitive missions. I think it's because places like the... Uh... Goof off, so... <laughs> well, I think... And, and actually, I think if that's the case, I think it has more to do because it's a it's a time to fail. Right? In D&D, that's not the case. In D&D, it's time and fail. What the hell is now going to happen because you failed? Not you have to start over. You didn't make yeah. some execution grunt in time, you jackwagon. Yeah, if you don't mm-hmm. get to an execution to save somebody, they're dead. If you don't get to... What part of high noon did you not understand? <laughs> <laughs> if Yeah, if you're supposed to meet somebody at high noon... For uh, 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 like a, a duel, and you don't show up, and they just start killing people. It's because you didn't make it there in time. You know what I mean? So, and, and, so I can understand that in games being annoying because you you have to start over. But in D and D, there's an event that occurs due to you not completing it on time. Yeah. yeah. Actually, on a side note: the voice uh, actor that actually voices that character in Overwatch, he actually will troll other players in game, and actually will yell that over his mic in in character. Oh no! And just laugh, and like just to feel like diving out of the way suddenly. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many people that play games and they can mimic people, but it's better when the voice actor is actually playing as their character in the game. That's hilarious. Yeah, I like, never watched that. There, there was uh, one girl who sounds like Widowmaker, so she was playing along, and she's like, or someone said, "So what color are you? you, you you're blue, right?" She's like, "I'm purple." <laughs> you're blue. I'm purple. <laughs> Say something in French, basket. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, the other aspect that you now have access to is the tiger. Sure. This gives you proficiency in two skills from the following list. Athletics, acrobatics, stealth, and survival. The cat spirit hones your survival instincts. That's pretty cool. Um, I like skill. Anytime I get additional skills, I like to be the skill monkey, so. Yep. My other problem with most of this list, so like, I feel like if you're a barbarian, you already have these anyway <laughs> you might but you might not i mean true I, I i mean athletics definitely you should definitely be pro, uh, proficient in athletics but you never know what other people are going to take and this just gives you more options that's fair um especially like stealth and survival stealth specifically i think is a, a big one that i don't see a lot of barbarians take don't you get that for being an outlander though depends maybe yeah assuming you took that one that's why i always take as a barbarian <laughs> Well, maybe you need to change it up a little bit. Be a little bit different. You're right. I'm going to take Noble. Why not? We actually just had this discussion. I know. Walk around with the bull or cabin the knuckle. 
I, I say, good sir, you have angered me much. We shall now engage in the fight of Fistica. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's an awesome concept. I love that. Uh, you've angered me very much. Oh my god, that's a good one. I like that. I know we, me, you, and Gabe talked briefly about it. Yeah. Because I think the la- on the episode that we recorded, it talked about uh, a barbarian in diplomacy or something like that. And he's like, whoa, whoa, wait, why do we got to funnel the barbarian into a stereotype? <laughs> oh. And after we have drawn quarter and we have fought each other and have run you from limb, I shall go home and enjoy an excellent spot of tea. <laughs> it's only a teacup like this. It's like this big. New Ops is at level 14 for Totemic Attunement. As a uh, elk, while raging, use your bonus action during your move to pass through a space of a large or smaller creature. Must make a strength saving throw. That's 8 plus strength plus proficiency bonus. Or be knocked prone and take 1d12 plus strength bludgeoning damage. They must make the save. Not you. Yeah. They must make a strength saving throw. Yeah, in... This is really cool because we talk, We already talked about the overrun, right? Once again, this is a, a very harsh version of that. You can plow through somebody <laughs> and give them a big shoulder check as you charge into them and smash into them. And they, 1d12 plus your strength modifier. That is the same damage with the great axe. as a great axe. Plus an additional 1d4 if you say, move, bitch. Get, get out, out the way. way. <laughs> get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Oh, my God. I just added that. That's not an actual thing. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool, man. I think this is a uh, apologizing for not making charge a default ability. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> like, man, they're really pissed off about that. <laughs> Us barbarian players from 4E definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, the next totemic attunement is the tiger. While you are raging, you, as long as you move at least twenty feet in a straight line towards a large or smaller creature, uh. Right before making the melee attack against it, you can use a bonus action to make an additional melee attack. Oh, look! Another charge apology. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one actually matches more up with it than the other one. Yeah, it, it's the charge feature, isn't it? Yep. You charge in, you get a bonus action attack. So if you really like to rush into combat and, and tear people up, this is the totemic attunement for you. All right, so that does it for the Barbarian today. What do you got? What do you guys think of the Battle Rager? Uh, the Battle Ranger, the, if you like your grappling or like the where your axes, sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> it's, a, your it's a morning star with legs. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, it is. Um, so very cool. <laughs> I always like the Barbarian just because, well, let's face it, unless you go insane, use your madness and just uh, use it to beat down your enemies. And speaking of madness, each episode we draw yet another lucky subscriber. And they will win the best-selling adventure because of madness. Madness! Compliments of Lawsmith. Lawsmith is a small indie team of creative artists who remember exploring the realms together with friends, finding incredible places, and meeting colorful characters along the way. They set out to deliver an experience that sparks those lasting impressions that push them to create their first standalone adventure, The Claws of Madness. This best-selling adventure is one you don't want to miss. Congratulations, Gecklinar. I'm a fireball. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. That is not the song you were expecting, was it? Ha ha! Tricked ya! Congratulations, Gay Kleinart. Congratulations, Gabe. I'm pretty sure that's him. I'll find out.
You're wrong. <laughs> you know what? Fatality. Nothing left. I took off his head. Now on to our fourth and final segment, our Unearthed Tips and Tricks, where we give you creative content for you to bring with you on your next adventure. Our first oh. character concept is the Necro Cleric. And actually, this comes from a listener, um, our listener, Troy, a good friend of ours. Oh, I know he was a listener. He is. Hey, Troy. <laughs> he actually sent me a couple cleric. different ones, actually. Nice. Um, so this one is uh, a necro cleric, basically. It's a multi-class cleric and necromancer with... This character is quite unhinged a little bit. Um, he doesn't really see the difference between healing somebody who's alive and giving somebody who's not alive life. <laughs> unhinged, really? I, uh, I got the deal what you're talking about. Nope, <laughs> not at <all>. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he sees basically, you know... Bad people are a complete and utter waste of life energy. So he doesn't like it to go to waste. So he saps their strength and use, puts it to good use. In this case, maybe he's flavoring his heal spells. So he's draining others to power his healing. Dude, he's just trying to raise a family. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with trying to raise a family. Unless it's not your family. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. That's funny. Um... So, yeah, I mean, this is a little bit of reflavoring with a little bit of multi-class, you know. To him, dead bodies are just empty meat vessels. They don't really have any value or serve any purpose. That's right, meatbag. <laughs> Until they're filled with energy and given a purpose by the necromancer. I, I think this is a really cool concept. Especially if you're, if you're a uh, cleric of a god of death. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> is um, that a zombie? No, it's not. God, he was just laying on the ground. He was a little cold, but he's okay now. He just can't talk anymore. <laughs> no, I, I think this is really cool, you know, and I think there is, in one of the books, there is the, maybe it was the Unearthed Arcana, there is a uh, a, like a death a... domain or something like that, isn't there? Or is it in the back of the DMG? DMG? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in the back of the DMG, mostly for the player, the DM to make them into, like, anti-paladin type stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so this is really cool. I would love to be able to just... Threat you you build a character like this who threatens other people all the time, just like you, sir, are a waste of perfectly good energy. I could drain it so quickly and use it to heal the wounded. You're not in need of it. You're nothing but a waste of miserable life energy. Oh, the ways that I could suck away your life force. <laughs> 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 uh, i really like this idea i think this would be a lot of fun i mean this to me this actually could be a really cool evil character oh yeah because it's clearly wanting to take people's life just to, to 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 leverage it to to help other people that's that's pretty that's evil i don't care how what your intentions are but that would be a good example i think of a potential evil character yeah my character's evil why um because he has no problem killing bastards and he using that power to to help others, you know, the, let the let the let the bastards die so the weak can can survive. Right, he's like the Robin Hood of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I steal to the living to give to the dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so very cool. Thank you very much, Troy, for the concept. Um, our next thing is our monster variant. I call this the Expeditious Chief. 
I'm such an idiot. I read that as chef. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a chef. Um, I think we just found the new concept. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. Um, the origin for this is the bugbear. Basically, I grant him uh, a couple different features. The first one is the mobile feet. Ten plus ten feet to your speed. When using a dash, you ignore difficult terrain. And when you make a melee attack against a creature, you don't provoke opportunity attacks from them for the rest of the turn, regardless of whether you hit. So, if you don't know, the bugbear feet, uh, chief has a couple different unique abilities. First, it has multi-attack. So it can attack twice, right? The next thing that it has is a thing called Brute. This Brute says every damage attack adds an extra die, weapon die. Woo-hoo! So the 1d8 weapon that he uses becomes 2d8. 2D8. Now, let's imagine for a second that he is has the mobile feet. Increased movement and doesn't provoke op attacks. I can see him like ping-ponging between players and bashing him in the skull with a 2d8 weapon. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The sounds of breaking bones will ensue. And that's kind of the idea is that he's got minions that are kind of running in and and taking the force while he's just going back and forth beating the crap out of different players. I mean, if he goes between a warlock and a warlock and a wizard, you're probably going to lose him (laughs) outright. Um, So uh, I didn't really give him a whole lot more features because the the bugbear has a lot of features. But I thought that this made for an interesting concept for like the, the boss character. Um, so, and I, uh, bugbears get used enough that I think it was interesting. What do you guys envision something like this? I mean, what else would you do with being able to attack and run away with extra damage and not provoke op attacks? Bravely bold, Sir Robin. (laughs) (laughs) So that is our monster variant, the Expeditious Chief. Chef. Whatever. (laughs) Um. The insane chef. Uh, this week's encounter is a seemingly obvious betrayal. Inspired by Gabe's illusionary ooze. Yeah, our guest actually had this as part of his features for our monster variant, but um, it was our, it was already a lot of features for the monster variant, so I kind of pulled it apart. It's a small contingent of soldiers who have had the seeming spell cast upon them. So, if you don't know what the seeming spell is, this spell basically allows you to change the appearance of any number of creatures that you can see within range. You give each target... Uh, you choose a new illusionary appearance, right? Yeah. So there's a whole lot to this because it's a massive spell, but basically you can make one group of people look like any other group of people. <laughs> you see where I'm going with that? They'll change their appearance? Yes. So you, Brandon and Ian, are off on a picnic together, sitting under an oak tree with your little picnic baskets and your baby yogi. And hey, off in the distance, you see a caravan driving by. And that caravan gets attacked. You see him being attacked by a contingent of soldiers. Soldiers from a neighboring kingdom. Turns out that that caravan maybe have contained it's one of the royalty of your kingdom. And you guys just witness it get assaulted and attacked and everyone murdered by a neighboring kingdom. What do you think is going to happen? We must go save the king! Maybe, and who are you guys going to blame? The other kingdom? Yeah. Which may not have even been them. Right. So I can see this being used to start wars. Creates tension between allies. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about that? You know what? Hey, hey, hey. Let's increase the evil a little bit more. Oh, yeah? How would you do that? Yeah, well, I could do a village. 
it appears to be a normal village, but then you see it's demon infested. Is there what wandering through the village? You must fight the demons! You run through, start killing them left and right. Oh my but, god. But then the illusion fades, it was like, oh, villagers. Oh no! You are a bastard! I just killed a five year old! No, but that's, but that's, but that's an interesting point. That's terrible. <laughs> the villains were trying to make the good guess look like oh, the yeah. bad guys. An unwilling creature must succeed a saving throw, so if they fail, they're affected by it whether they want to or not. <laughs> so imagine they're, they're, they're affected by this spell. Um, the duration uh, is eight hours. So you could wipe out that entire town. That's what you get for being murder hobos. If it's small enough, murder hobos. <laughs> yeah, you could totally... Oh man, that, that is that, so that could, horrible. That could fuck with your psyche so much that the DMA actually end up making you some form of chaotic faction because you're going crazy. <laughs> I just, but if you just think for a second how players behave when they see enemies. Yeah. Very rarely do they just say, hey, we should go talk to those guys and see what they're up to. They yeah. look like they're up to no good. No, it's, Never. I pull out my sword and charge in and I start cutting stuff up. And if they, if they're villagers, they're going to cut through like five or six of them before they realize there's a problem. Yeah, because they're going to go down so easily. Yeah, they're not going to be able to defend. It's like, that's, <gasps> that's weird. This orc is very weak. Yeah, he went down with one swing of my blade. Yeah, don't villagers only have, like, 2 HP or something like that? Why? It's almost like this guy's a level 0 fire militiaman. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, the idea is that, you know, use you can use the spell to frame a group of people. Or you can be a real douche like Ian here <laughs> and turn villagers into beastly monsters and then when the adventures arrive in town, they attack them. Or it, I would say a town would be kind of hard um, because you'd have to cast it on so many people, but like a really small village, you could really get away with that. <laughs> that made me think of uh, uh, something you shared a long time ago and it was a uh, uh, a warrior who had walked up to an orc who had his swords out and he tells DM, I want to try to use diplomacy on him. I want to talk to him. He says, really? Yes. Okay. Oh, I so see he's coming. He's, <laughs> then he starts to talk to him, whatever. Uh, not the one where they end up being uh, lovers. <laughs> but he start, starts talking to him. And the orc says, okay. All right, we'll, we'll talk. He puts put sheets of swords. They both sit on a chest. And he starts talking about how his village is just torn apart and how his life has been. And the player takes the sword out and stabs him in the throat. Yeah, that was a uh, <laughs> that was something I read on Reddit. I think <laughs> it was horrible because the player was a real douche. Like this guy just spilled out his heart and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna take the treasure now." Slit, man. I think I think you could add to it by like I think I just did this to uh, one of my players. So um, the reason I, uh, I I really like this idea and. Um, I actually just ran uh, Banquet of the Damned for a group, and in one part, I knew one. I thought one of the players. I was pretty sure one of the players knew what I was running, so I changed it up. There's this one area where the players are supposed to, when they're traveling to this cabin, are supposed to get jumped by elves. Instead, what I did is they ran into this uh, this really nice um, child inside of a church, right? And they got attacked by these normal possessed humans. And they, they slayed them, right? Because they didn't know that they were possessed or whatever. And when they open it up, they see the lockout, locket on the, the, the woman's chest with the guy she's with that they just slain. And the little girl, and they're smiling as happy as can be. And they just instantly slaughter two innocent villagers of the person that they were talking to. 
What? Yeah, that was a bit of a dick move on my part, but they just like, I'm just going to stab them. And, well, now they know that, you know, they were possessed and they know you can get rid of that with uh, a cleric or with a holy person. So it was, uh, it's interesting. So being able to change people's perceptions of what they see can really impact the game. And I, I, I give you some shit about it, but I really like the idea you just came up with. Yeah. Um, and the seeming spell is a really good way to do that. If an evil necromancer needs to get some shit done, this is the way to do it. And this new raw material. <laughs> <laughs> raw material? Uh, well, that is our encounter of the podcast, a seemingly obvious betrayal or slaughter. <laughs> 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 A magic item for the week, which is the Gauntlet of the Iron Fist. Obey the fist! Doom Fist! Iron Fist, bitches. Now, I watched an Iron Fist movie. That's the inspiration for this. I'm sorry. I actually didn't think it was terrible. I'll admit, I don't think it was bad either. But the problem, though, was... It wasn't up to par with the rest of them. No. Not even close. And there's quite a few things they could have done differently to improve to show that they did not do. Like, less office bullshit would have been one in a martial arts flick. Yeah. I went to watch... Iron Fist for one reason. To watch him punch stuff. And they do it way better in Daredevil. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I was kind of. I was. I'll be honest. I was let down. But I don't think it was bad. I just. It wasn't up to par with the rest of the Marvel stuff. So. That being said. Of course. It's a magic item. Of course. So our magic item. Basically. A. Requires attunement. And it has 1d4 charges. That get recovered at dawn. These golden gauntlets are adorned with an image of a dragon surrounded by enemies and letting out an intimidating roar. When you make an unarmed attack while wearing these gauntlets, you can expend one charge and use your bonus action. The gauntlet glows with a blinding golden light as you cast Thunderwave at its lowest level with a DC of 13. Nice. That's for his dex, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't say that. Yes. Yes, it's well, Thunder Wave says Dax, but yes. So, once again, I envision this. If you've seen Iron Fist, there's one scene where he punches the ground on, like, the, the 100th floor of this building, and it sends out a shockwave blowing out the entire floor. That's kind of what I wanted to represent in this ability. Now, if you, it's not a whole lot of damage, especially if you get this at, like, 5th or 6th level, since it's at 1st level. Yep. But the fact that it gives you an AoE knockback in addition... now. If you most likely this will end up in the hands of a monk, most likely, right? So they are giving up their ability to use their their flurry of, flurry of blows or their step of the wind or all the number of things that they can do. So to me, it kind of is offset by that. Sure. Um, you could obviously give this to like a, a a melee fighter with like that fights with a brawler type character. Give it to the mage. Give it to the mage. <laughs> that actually wouldn't be bad. Um, because I didn't really put any requirements on it. It's or the just cleric. A... Yeah, nobody needs to give it to the cleric. Screw the cleric. They need to be using <laughs> that bonus action to healing word my ass. Yeah. What if you're off doing something, they get attacked, and they need that extra space? Well, they better expeditious retreat or teleport. <laughs> or just run away screaming. <laughs> no one loves clerics. No one gives them I love clerics, but I think they already got enough shit. It's true. There's gods watching over them. I don't think they need any more help. Uh, but yeah, so that was the idea. I Obviously, I envision a monk getting this, but I can see the brawler type character getting it too. Um, what kind of uses could you guys see out of something like this? Why, killing minions, of course. That's a good idea. Minion killer. And, and in your case, innocent villager killer too, apparently. Dang right! <laughs> 
dropping enemies off a cliff from a safe distance. Ooh, push back off a cliff. I love it. I love it. Love it. Or pushing them back into your uh, spiky friend. Ooh, nice. <laughs> hey, Grog, stand over there. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that is our magic item of the podcast, the Gauntlet of the Iron Fist. Now, we actually have a listener who messaged me saying, or a listener that actually inquired about us putting our magic items up and printing them off. So I'm going to try to do that. And if any of you guys are interested in helping me, that would be cool. But there's a home, the, the new D&D Beyond allows you to create homebrew items. Yeah. So I'm going to try, probably use that. If you get bored and you want to help, I take all the help I can get because right now I am swamped. Right now I am going through and I'm rewriting all the notes so that they're available online. Sure. Because I lost like the first 20 episodes or some shit. Oh. Yeah, it sucked. Um, and I'm also going through and cutting out all the unearthed tips and tricks, audio clips, and making them available separate and individually. Well played. Yeah. So, but it's taking a lot of time. So that's something that's on my to-do list. And I'm lo- I could use some help if you guys are interested. If not, that's okay. I'm not expecting you to do that. Um, um, but just a. What was that thing you said it was? Uh... D&D Beyond? D&D Beyond. What is that? That is Wizards of the Coast's new program for character creation, for monster manual access, for legitimate book access. Though I'm kind of annoyed you still have to buy the books. They're at $20, but um, it gives you it unlocks those applications inside of the D&D Beyond features program. So our DM tip of the podcast is give unconscious characters love. Not not the rapey love, just... So, let me ask you guys. When you guys' character goes unconscious, what do you do on your turn? Cry. <laughs> roll death saves. <laughs> How fun is that? I roll a die. That's it? Yep. You can't do nothing else. What about you? I roll a death roll and pucker my butt. And that's it? <laughs> nothing else? Yeah. Is that fun? No. So... What I'm suggesting here, and I'll, tell, I'll give you an example of something that I just did. Um, I have a character in my game who is a monk who is being, in one of my games, I have a character in one of my games that inside he's holding a demon. Uh, his, his monastery was protecting this item that had this demon in it, and it, it's now inside of him. So when he was unconscious, I did a short uh, description of him in an internal struggle, in a f- battle with this demon fighting over for control of his body. Nice. Um, and now, obviously, that's unique to his situation, but I feel like every character's got that. Ian, tell me one uh, interesting story, uh, interesting thing about one of your characters that I could talk about when you're unconscious. You know, I was actually thinking of a similar concept not too long ago. But let's say you were playing a monk character. Let's call him Ryu. Okay. <laughs> and, he, and he gets into a fight against a swarm of enemies and gets not unconscious. Mm-hmm. But instead of being unconscious, he suddenly has a vision of his... Uh, his worst enemy, but who killed his master. Mm-hmm. That's Akuma. Him. Yeah, the name Akuma. Yeah. It's a good name. I wonder where you came up with that. Not Street Fighter. <laughs> Not Street Fighter at all. But anyway. And Akuma, surrounded by a falling aura, looks down at you. Ryu, is this truly the... I am your father. Shut up! <laughs> is this truly the extent of your ability? Surely a warrior worthy of being my opponent would not be defeated by such a swarm. Stand tall and be the warrior you know you can be. The one who is worthy of my attention. <laughs> I would like that. And then when he stabilizes, um, that would be really great if they crit on their roll after that. Right. And, it stood up. and then he comes to and goes, Senpai noticed me! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, or actually, another one too, is there was one point in the uh, Baki, 
in the Grappler Baki comic, where a uh, Shaolin monk character almost lost consciousness, but then he suddenly had a vision of himself. Wait, who are you? I am you. I'm not just you. I'm the ideal version of you. I am the perfect version of you, which means you suck right now, so stand the hell up. <laughs> if you truly want to win, give me control and be the warrior that you desire to be. Yeah. So this is a pretty simple tip. When, they're, when they are unconscious, give them a brief description of what's going on, whether it's a nightmare or uh, maybe they're living their perfect paradise, their dream. Maybe they're being insulted by the perfect version of themselves. Uh, maybe they're seeing a loved one who passed who's encouraging them to get up. Um, this is a really good opportunity to bring a little bit of their backstory into the game during combat. Or they see before them, they get to Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy there checking off lists saying, I don't see your name on here. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a really good opportunity to bring a story backstory in, and it gives them something to pay attention to when it's their turn. Because in my opinion, that is the worst thing to happen here in a game. Not because your character's going to die, because literally all you do is roll a die and your turn's over. There's no narrative that's structured around it, so... You see the soul of your dead master. Master, I strove to be the warrior you treated me. What? You did? I don't care. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> you let me die, you bastard. Uh, that, that sounds like it'd be better. Yeah, and that's kind of what I I've mean, been... The, the only thing that'll be more fun than rolling a death, death save... Is dying and then letting your body explode. Corpse explosion. Yeah. <gasps> Necromancer is going to be available soon. Necromancer is available. Makes me almost want to go back to Diablo three. Yeah, me too. But Path of Exile is still way better. <laughs> <laughs> Master, I tried to look to your ideals. You, you're like my my what thirteenth best student. Why do I care about you? <laughs> <laughs> you're not number one. You're number like three hundred and thirty-seven. Our, that is our DM tip of the podcast. Give unconscious characters love. And always ask permission. Our player tip of the podcast is... Don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by... Showing your DM some appreciation. <gasps> no. Bring bring some Surge. Pizza. Mountain Dew. Something to show your love. You should thank them after every session. Oh yeah, that's a they, good idea. They like that. I like that. They like it a lot. I mean, and, it, and it's hard to, it, it's not difficult, but it's pretty, it has quite the impact to say, you know, Ian, you did a really great job. How does it make you feel when I tell you you do a good job? What? It makes you feel very nice. Now all I gotta do is mean it and you'll be straight. And tell them they did a good job with their voices. And I don't actually have to say that you're doing a good job, because a lot of times when you're doing your voices, I'm laughing, and that's proof enough. But, but that's not the same, though. Sometimes just getting a, hey, good job, can mean a lot to a DM, especially after they put a lot of work into it and a lot of time into it. I think that's just something that doesn't get said enough, period. And, you know, and maybe if, maybe if you can't say thank you, buy them a beer. If they don't drink beer, buy them a soda. Buy them a pizza. Buy them a pizza. <laughs> um, and if you have trouble saying stuff directly to them, write a little note and email it to them or text it to them. Say, hey, you know what? You did a phenomenal job. Thank you so much for, especially when they go above and beyond. Good job, the cheat. Here's a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only Northerner I know that says soda. What's your beef? Pop. Pop. You're not from Michigan. Traitor. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you know what it's called? Soda, soda pop. pop. Soda pop. So what does it matter which way you say it? One says you're Northern, the other one says you're from the South. No, 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 no. If we were from the South, we'd be calling it Coke. Because everything down South where I'm That's from right. is Coke. 
We got Coca Cola. We got Pepsi Coke. We got <laughs> Dr. Orange Pepper Coke. Coke. We got all kinds of Coke down here. And we got Dr. Pepper. <laughs> we even got the sniffy kind. <laughs> so whatever. I say soda. Who cares? Soda pop. Which is weird because I lived up here longer than I lived in Texas, but the soda thing just picked up and I never lost it. Anyways, um, so yeah, just take a second to appreciate them. Let them know you appreciate the all work. Right now, hey, listen, all you listeners out there that listen, if you've got a DM that you know does a hard job and you can't remember the last time you said thank you for all your hard work, text them, email them, call them right now and tell them. Because you have no idea how much that's going to mean to them. Especially if you've got one of these DMs that makes, puts all the time into the little minis that they, they make, the scenes and stuff. I do that. I never got a, hey, good job. Thank you very much for going through that work. Yeah, it's being a DM isn't necessarily easy. It, not, not necessarily. It's not. To some people, it's easier to some people. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. But there's people out there like you who spend days on end getting an encounter ready. Thank you. Well, it doesn't mean shit now, yes, asshole. It does. it does not. It sure does. Because now I feel like a dick. <laughs> well, you should. No, I'm, 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 I'm. In all seriousness, I never once got a thank you, and that's actually where this comes from. Because that's something that is, and it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just it's not something that people do. So say thank you to your DM, and say thank you to all you DMs. Say thank you to your players when they show up. Thank you guys for showing up today. Hey, thanks for having. Yeah, me. having players actually show up is. Awesome. I, I feel really bad because I missed a game on Friday. <laughs> In my defense, though, wife does take priority over D&D. That's life. Um, so that is our player tip of the podcast. Don't, Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by just saying thank you. Arigato. Gracias. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo, domo. How do you say thank you in French? Anybody know? It's French. Why do I care? <laughs> it's not the middle finger. I know that's that's a joke. Oh, um, oh, shishi, shishi, shishini, 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 That's Chinese, right? Shishini. Uh, I love Rush Hour. Uh, what, what else we got? Um, come on, you guys you gotta hear other ones. Look, Fr- French. I, bon- bonjour. No, that's a low. No, 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 no. I am American. Yeah, I was about to say I'm an I'm an ignorant American. Okay, Th- this is America. <laughs> I speak American. Oh my god. I'm glad you said American, not English. <laughs> no, that's C4, you dumbass. Put that down. Gosh, we'll get so old here. I need someone who can speak damn American. <laughs> uh, Alright. Um, it's supposed to be a unit. Suck my unit. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any feedback on our tips and tricks or topics you'd like us to discuss, please send them to us. You can email them to us at critacademy at gmail.com or send them to us on Twitter and Facebook at critacademy. I would like to actually take a second to say that all of the Unearthed Tips and Tricks on our next episode will all be from our listeners. What? Yeah. Huh. We hope you've enjoyed your experience here at Crit Academy. If you did, you can help others find our show by leaving a hopefully five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google+, whatever your podcast resource of choice is. We're on most of them. I'm looking to get us on Spotify right now. So. Spotify! Why not? Yeah. Um... Also, be sure to give us a like and a share. Make sure to subscribe to our show at CritAcademy.com so we can help support you on our own adventures. And if you really want to support us, head on over to Patreon.com slash CritAcademy and become a patron. Give us a few bucks and you'll get to watch us live when we record. You'll get access to all the show notes ahead of time. You'll get to input into our show. You get a chance to play with us in games and just have a once a month open discussion about any topic we want to talk about. Give me money, give me money, give me money, give me money. <laughs> give me money, give me money. 
yeah, you can come watch us. It's the best thing ever. Actually, yeah. you get to see a lot of all the uncut shit, too. Yeah, which is a lot because we've got an hour and 48 minutes and you'll probably get like an hour and 20 of it. So <laughs> um, a lot gets cut out during our show and our discussion. And more importantly, you get to interact with us. The The Google Plus comes with a, a chat box so but, you can post but, us. But you blocked with Audacity the whole time, you dick. Well, I can unblock it. Actually, what I would do is snap it to the side because of the chat. I don't got to look at the video feed. But um, yeah, so <laughs> make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash criticademy. Remember, if you head on over to our website, CritAcademy.com, you can subscribe uh, to our show and have a chance to be entered to win the awesome prizes that we give away every single week. Alrighty then. You'll also find links to our fellowship members there, which now includes Interparty Conflict. <laughs> Interparty. <laughs> and I've got one more surprise. We have picked a winner. Of the very first giveaway for Jeff Stevens. What? It is Facebook user Jason Simmons. Now watch me whip. Now watch me oh God, just slit okay. my wrist. Jokes on you. I have no okay. headphones. And I started something new. So we have a new hashtag that we're trying to uh, capitalize on. Hashtag Crit Nation. All right. So if you respond to something, you want to get our attention, use it. Um, like, share, commenting on our Facebook, Twitter posts are ways to get chance to win these awesome new prizes. So congratulations to Jason Simmons. I am your host, Justin. I'm your guest, Ocean. I'm the other guest, Brandon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep your blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes. Duke out. <laughs> I love that it. sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, we like it, baby.